Welcome to the Shameful Dead. Uh, I'm your host, Doug. Um, as always, and we don't have a co-host yet, uh, but today we have a special guest. It's a lady. Uh, how are you doing, Lynn? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast uh, last minute. This is the inaugural podcast, and our uh, the guest we had lined up uh, was just irresponsible and uh, you know didn't watch the show, felt sick or something. I don't know. Uh, but I appreciate you stepping in. Sure thing. Okay, so let me just, uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, your history with The Walking Dead. Uh, do you like the show? Been watching it the whole time? What's the deal? I like the show. Yeah, I've been watching it from the beginning. Uh, it's one of the few shows we actually watch in real time for the most part. Uh, yeah, I've been watching it from the beginning. I'm a big fan. So like you watched it like when like the first season came on and stuff? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, I got into it, I don't know, season two or sometime after everybody was kept talking about it and wouldn't shut up about it, basically. So that's awesome that you kept with it um, and you're really into it. Um, well, we, we watched all the horror movies on AMC in October, and that's when it started. So, yeah, we've been with it from the beginning. Yeah, and that's what I really wanted to get to. You're, uh, I, would, I would venture to say, a horror aficionado. Would that be safe to say? Like, you've seen a lot? It's a strong word, but yes, we, we I do enjoy a horror movie. Yeah, like you endure, enjoy not just the blockbuster horror movies that everybody goes to, like uh, you know the the Witch or uh, you know uh, Insidious and stuff. You like the the like all of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything uh, in particular you like or don't like about The Walking Dead? Anything in particular I like or don't like? Um, like it's it obviously okay? like you know it's gore, it's horror, but. You know, I think one of the things I like about it is even though it's a zombie movie, and I'm sorry if this seems like a generic, easy answer, but, <laughs> it, you know, the zombies are actually not the scary part. It's the other humans, the other the other people who are the scary part. So I appreciate that twist. Um, I appreciate that you can never feel safe in it. Like mm -hmm. if you have one episode where nobody dies, you know the next one is going to be especially horrific. Um you know, some of the dialogue is kind of cheesy. Some of the acting sometimes isn't great. Although I will say this last episode, I thought the acting was excellent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I I think it's a pretty good show. Absolutely. And uh, I will say that this that's my feelings as well. I remember, I can't remember, you might remember this since you've seen the whole thing and maybe a couple times, but uh, there was a point, I don't know if it was season two or three, where like, Rick and maybe Daryl went into a bar. Uh, they might have been on the farm, but they like went into town to get supplies. And like these three dudes came up, and they were friendly at first, uh, mm -hmm. but you could just tell it was going to go sideways. Right. Uh, and they they ended up killing him, uh, or Rick did the good guys. And I was like, I want more of this. I want more of the uh, what everybody else does in the face of what's happening. Like the de-evolution of human beings, I guess, or like how people will adapt um, or just process these horrible things. And and yes, the human element is um, the best part of the show um, and the best part of most zombie uh, films as well. Um, but did you remember in that same kind of time frame, they 
it might even have been the same occurrence where they they took the one guy back with them and then they had this whole back and forth of like do we do we let him go or yeah. do we kill him I yeah and that's the other essential theme of uh the show that I am not a big fan of I feel like the show is too predictable or at least puts these people in the same situations in that situation uh, a big theme is oh you know we have to hold on to our humanity and that's always in conflict with we got to do whatever it takes to survive, and that means being brutal. And that's right. still going on in season six, leading into the season seven, with them basically murdering a whole bunch of people in their sleep. Now, I don't feel bad at all because those people were awful, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I feel like that's the one of the biggest things that comes up, the biggest central conflicts, and they just keep rehashing it. The other rehash is, like you said, there's no safe place, but they want to believe that there's a safe place. So they're like, we got to defend this place. This is going to be our new home. Oh, we've got to leave. We got to survive. We got to be on our own. No, we should settle down again. And I feel like they just keep doing that over and over again. Um, these are some of my criticisms of the show, and I will say that I have quit the show a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember when, but uh, what seems to happen is I'll quit, and then uh, a new season will come out on Netflix, like a month or two right before uh, the new season premiere comes out, and I'll binge on that. And I'll get drawn back in. So I, I think I've quit the show at least three times. Um, wow. I can't watch it in real time. I really can't. It's one of those shows that I think is better when you binge. Um, did you watch it? Did you watch it last night in real time? Uh, yes, I, I had to watch the live stream uh, because I don't have AMC and I actually uh, forked over the money to buy the uh, season uh, on iTunes. But you have to wait until like it's aired on the West Coast. So I can't watch it Sunday nights until you know probably after midnight. Uh, but I'll probably just watch it on Monday mornings or Monday at work during my lunch break. But um, I did watch it real time, so that was uh, that was good. But I I know what's happening because I saw a preview for next week, and it's gonna be uh, deal with the kingdom and what's going on with um, you know Morgan and what's her face, the old lady who used to get beat Carol. up. Yes. Uh, so I I think that it could be one of those things where they do this in Game of Thrones sometimes, where they'll just like spend the entire episode pursuing different people in a different situation um and i want to see what's going on with the main group um, see, i i feel differently i feel like this first episode was so brutal <laughs> i'll be happy to see especially seeing the preview and it looked like a lovely place yeah but you know. everything everything you thought the uh what was the place that they had all the signs for the train station oh terminus yeah, it, it looked like everything you thought Terminus could be but until they actually but got there. But it'll just be like, you know, what's the one place that the governor ran? That looked pretty nice, too. Like, I, I, I just can't get excited for it. But the governor makes this... I mean, the governor looks like a pussycat compared to Negan. Yeah, but Negan's also not running this new place. Any, yeah, You know what I'm saying? The, um, the place they're going to. I guess a guy with a tiger runs it. I don't know anything about it because <laughs> I haven't read the comics. I've you just didn't. seen the previews. Okay. Okay. Did you read any of the comics? Did you even go? No. Okay, good. So we're on the same page. All right. Uh, let's just get into our initial thoughts about this episode. Okay, so I'm just going to say that I felt sick to my stomach the whole time. Um, and I thought it, in a good way, if that's if there's such a thing, like I felt disturbed. Um, you know, I felt, yeah, I felt a little off and didn't feel good. Um, I was not scared. I guess I was just like high anxiety the whole time. Right. I did too. But it was obvious that's that's how it was intended. That's how we were supposed to feel. Absolutely. And I think it was effective. Yes. All yeah, right. I, 
I felt uncomfortable with it on so many levels. I mean, the, the violence actually didn't get to me as much as, you know, some people on the interwebs are, are saying, you know, oh, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on TV. Well, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Right. Um, but And plus you knew it was coming. Like, I knew, like, I don't know anything about Negan, but I knew that, you know, he was going to, he even started beating somebody to death. And they showed it in pictures, like when they did have that raid on the, whatever these people are called, the saviors, I think it is. They they do that raid on the satellite dish where everybody's sleeping. And I think Glenn and somebody else finds these Polaroid pictures of people's heads smashed apart uh, and bodies. So I, I completely forgot about that. And I did notice in the episode that there was a guy in the end when yep. they were leaving taking pictures. And I was like, oh, that's odd <laughs> that's continuity that's that's exactly i i saw that because i was like oh yeah that that makes sense because i was waiting for this to happen like um it was you know it was disturbing images uh you know i have all sorts of questions about that but i kind of knew it was coming so i had mentally prepared myself that being said um the first time i saw glenn you know with his eyeball popping out it was very disturbing and then when i saw it again uh you know it was kind of goofy i mean but i guess that's how it happened in the comic I saw a picture today of, uh, you know, a comic of him with the eyeball sticking out. Did it come completely out of his head in the comic, or was it just I like, don't know. like a dislodged? Out. All right. Well, regardless, <laughs> it, it was disturbing. Um, and I got to say that that uh, the guy um, uh, Henry Jean Henry Dean Jean oh, yeah. Simmons, yeah. whatever his name is, the that's guy who played not his name at all. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's it. I looked it up. I'm on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> but basically, the guy that played the Joker uh, knockoff in Watchmen, um, he he was great. I feel like he elevates the show. I feel like he's going to be one Jeffrey of those like Dean Morgan. There I'm it is, Dean Morgan. Uh, but I think he's going to be one of those people. Just like, did you ever see John Lithgow in Dexter season four? Yes. I, I thought he was one of the best like TV villains of all time, um, and I yeah. feel like this guy has the potential to do that. He was really unnerving though, because he, for one thing, he was like. He was enjoying beating them to death. Yep. And, and he's, he's crazy. He's so handsome and he keeps <laughs> smiling. And it's like, why did they pick such a handsome actor with this smile and these dimples and like his face lights up, but he's murdering all these characters you care about? It's weird. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's supposed to be like that. I feel like it's, he's supposed to be, I mean, he's a leader, so he's got to be charismatic. Um, and obviously he is, uh, or else nobody would follow him. But he's definitely insane. Um, he makes the governor look like a like like a pussy, and not not that threatening at all in hindsight. Um, yeah, he's definitely disturbing. I, I'll give it to him. All right, and uh, can, I, can I like sh can I switch to the end? Because then in the end, you know, you we've watched him be so brutal and heartless, and then all of a sudden he shows compassion. Well, I have a theory, and we'll get to it when we talk about the scenes. Okay. But I have a theory that he was trying to be a nice guy, legitimately, and we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess let's just jump right in. I do want to talk about the deaths, and obviously that's a, you know, the main thrust of this episode. Who died? Um, so let's let's get into it. So the the episode starts off with uh, Rick on the ground on the knees on his knees, and the immediate aftermath of the cliffhanger execution from last season he has blood splattered on his face uh and he defiantly says to negan that he's going to kill him uh negan 
finds that hilarious. There's some, you know, disturbing but likable banner. And Negan drags Rick into the Winnebago and says he'll be back, maybe even with Rick. Um, and then we get this pan down of the of a shattered head, but we still don't know who it was. Um, I, I think at the same, I, I knew they wouldn't tell us who it was right away, uh, but I was still annoyed by all this, uh, you know, waiting to, to show us who got killed. I was too. And I wonder if that was the initial intention or if they broke it up on purpose because once they watched it all together, it was just too much because I felt like the action was dramatic enough that to do this like back and forth with the fog and try to make it artsy, I felt like it didn't need that. No, I I, I agree. Uh, but I think the, the overwhelming uh, consensus is that this was all filmed or uh, they had planned to have the death be revealed at the end of season six. And they just changed their mind because I think they, I don't follow it that closely, but supposedly the producers or whoever said it was going to happen, like somebody was going to die. Now, maybe they were planning to like have it a cliffhanger the whole time, but people think that um, that uh, they just decided at the last minute for ratings to like, you know, draw this out as long as possible. And I will ask, do you think it would have been better if they would have ended on the first death last season and then had the second death happen to begin this seventh season? Do you think that would have been more effective or less? Yes, and I, I think this first episode should have been the finale, the entire episode. I, I agree. Because by the end of this episode, we're supposed to feel like Rick is now going to submit. Yep. And I and there yes, there was a lot of violence, and he definitely you know asserted his authority very strongly all the way through the episode, and you definitely get the feeling that this is not someone to be messed with. But I feel like if there hadn't been this seven or eight month break, whatever it was, between his people hurting them, you know, that whole episode where they were trying to get to the hilltop and they couldn't yeah. get there and they're being hurt. I feel like if it had been just a week in between, you would have felt more. Um, Menace what? what? I don't know. Like, what is the word I'm looking for? But oppressed, like yeah. more, you know, this is something that they cannot escape because having that big break and then all of a sudden seeing Rick, who has been an alpha all this time, just in one hour, we're supposed to believe that he's now fully submitting yeah. made it a little hard to swallow. I agree. I think it would have been if they would have stretched it out. I mean, obviously he was disturbed in the beginning of the episode and he goes from being disturbed and angry to just... A beaten dog at the end, but still, um, I, I think you'd have been right. I think uh, somebody said it. I was watching a you know a recap of the season six finale, and somebody said it would have been so much better if they would have killed somebody and showed the aftermath, and you would just have to deal with it like kind of like what happened with the mountain and the viper, where the show ends with the you know the guy's head being exploded, and it just they didn't shy away from it. You just have to deal with it, and then people would have just been talking about it the whole summer. I. I I got to say that since I binge watched the show on Netflix like four weeks ago, I didn't have this long wait. So I think I might have been angrier otherwise, but um, it doesn't bother me too much. I actually, I did think Glenn would be the one to get it after the way they toyed with us last season. I agree. I heard somebody say that uh, they thought he'd be safe because they pulled that bullshit with him last season. I didn't think he'd be safe. I feel like that's almost a way of 
breaking it easy to the audience. You know what I mean? Then like, oh, we let you feel what it was like to lose Glenn, and then you got him back. So now we're gonna take him away for good. You already, you know what I mean? It's kind of like you're kind of used to the fact. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a feeling it would be him. They're not gonna take Daryl because you know the ladies love Daryl, the and they're him. not they're not gonna take the kid because that's just too brutal. Although people have been wanting Carl to go for a long time, I wonder if now they're getting a new sympathy for him. I mean, Carl's got a, he got his eye taken out, but other than that, yeah. I thought Carl has been kind of annoying uh, as a character, but that's just my perception of him. I will say I was really hoping it would be somebody who directly affected Rick uh, um, because this whole thing was Rick's fault. I mean, Rick had this deal with the Hilltop people, and he's just like, yeah, we'll kill a bunch of people we don't know. No big deal. Um, And they were doing some dirty shit. You know, they were stabbing people in the head as they slept. Now, these people were awful people, and they deserved it. But still, this is Rick's fault. So I wanted... Somebody that Rick loved to pay the price, um, but that didn't happen. Like, I mean, she sure he loves everybody. Glenn was there from the beginning of the series, but I was thinking it was going to be Michonne since that was a new and flowering relationship. Because hmm. um, like the out of the, everybody in the in the group, he loves Michonne and Carl more. Agreed. And Daryl, I'd say I think Daryl and Glenn definitely. I mean, definitely his son, but <laughs> Daryl and Glenn have been with him a lot longer than Michonne. Yeah, but he's, you know, they're they're forming a, uh, you know, romance. Yeah, they do almost have, like, a regular family mom-dad-kids relationship. Right, and shattering that apart would have affected Rick, I think, even that much more. Obviously, this fucked him up, and he cared about and loved everybody else. I just think it would have been worse if... Uh, Dave, now I think she's going to get it this season. She could. <laughs> uh, we'll see how their, their relationship might fall apart before the end of that, before this happens. So, that might actually save her. Um, I will say, uh, I thought from the beginning when, uh, uh, Negan was talking about his right hand man, um, and he asked for a hatchet or he said Rick was carrying around a hatchet. I heard hatchet and right hand man. I was like, oh, Rick's going to get his hand cut off. Um, cause he doesn't get it. Uh, and they, and then I found out later that, uh, today that in the comics, I guess he does get his hand cut off by the governor. Um, but I, I just thought that. Uh, Negan was fucking with him and dropping hints. Um, but did you recognize the guy? Well, you wouldn't, but the guy that is his right-hand man kind of looks like an old Johnny Knoxville. Uh, he looked familiar. Yeah. He kind uh, of looked like the guy from uh, VPs, or uh, Vice Principals. He kind of looks like that guy. Well, yeah, uh, Goggins, Walter Goggins. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of does look like that. I found he looks like, um, he sounds like uh, Johnny Knoxville, but he's actually in Westworld as well. Are you watching that? I watched the first episode. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, he's also <laughs> Trevor if you play Grand Theft Auto, which um, obviously you don't. No. Anyway, uh, moving on. So after we get the intro credits, uh, uh, Negan and Rick are in the Winnebago, and Negan baits him into trying to make a play for the axe, only to pull a assault rifle on him at the last second. Um, he tells Rick to think about what he could have done, uh what actually happened and what could still happen. Uh, and we get blue balled even more with not finding out who actually died as Rick has these visions of uh, everybody possibly getting hurt and having like this like black and white montage of everybody's life flashing before his eyes. Uh, this was annoying. This is just more delaying finding out who uh, got killed. You have any thoughts on that? Uh, I will say 
during this scene, well, right after the scene was one of my favorite moments of the episode, which there were very few because I actually hated this episode. Um, wow. Okay. When he jumped on the walker who was hanging. Yeah. And his neck ripped off. Yeah. I was like, wow, wow, wow that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I, I feel like that was, it sounds fucked up to say, but remember how you said that you're looking forward to next week's episode not being because yeah. this episode is so gross. Th- this scene was kind of like a palate cleanser. Um, mm-hmm. So he, t- he throws the axe outside in the fog and tells Rick to go retrieve it to him because it's his axe and, and Rick belongs to him. And, uh, you know, Rick does have the flashback. We do find out who dies. But, uh, yeah, shortly thereafter, he's running around. He jumps on a guy. The guy's neck, uh, the zombie's neck gets ripped off. He's almost about to get killed by zombies, you know, biting at his feet. And this seems like a stereotypical, you know, walking dead action scene. I I mean, there were moments I thought, what if he actually does get bit? Didn't see that coming. Yeah, and I would I, I didn't I didn't have the fear. Even after finding out who died, I didn't have the fear that uh Rick would uh get hit. Do you remember at one time he he touches a zombie that has like a bloated neck and like pus yeah, spills out? Yeah, that was another pretty cool part. And that then was he disgusting shakes, as well. Shakes the pus off of his hand. <laughs> right. And then uh, I read somewhere else today that somebody thought that was a reason why Rick would get his hand cut off because maybe he would have got infected at that point. But um, obviously that didn't so, happen. You know, maybe Rick's going to get his hand cut off. I hope so. I really hope so. I think every, all signs point that it should happen. But uh huh. He did keep saying, do it to me, do it to me. Yep. So let's get. Uh, so you know, this this is like a. Did you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? Did I? I own it. Where the, the guy with the missing arm. And oh, then he, yeah. He, oh, this is going to be the moment. Where he's throwing <laughs> oh! the- <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah, that was Crispin Glover. Glover? Yeah. Uh, Marty McFly's dad in Back to the Future. Yep. All right. So, uh, so yeah, before he gets into this uh, typical zombie fight, he's on the roof contemplating shit. And he has a flashback. And we get to see the full... Um, death scene or the first death scene in full and at this time we think it's just the only one so um negan does the eeny meeny miny mo uh the night before and he lands on abraham and strikes the first blow abraham stands up and is defiant and says suck my nuts uh and negan proceeds to beat the shit out of him um and you know shatter his brains and everybody just has to watch and he told everybody nobody move you can breathe you can blink you can cry but nothing else you're just gonna have to sit here and take this um and they do um so that was pretty brutal but yes, I, it was. yeah what what did you think of the the first scene with um i didn't think it was that bad compared to what happened to glenn um <laughs> It wasn't as emotional as what happened to Glenn because Glenn has a wife and a baby on the way. And with Abraham, I mean, yeah, he had the relationship going with Sasha, but he he didn't have quite the roots that some of the other characters had. No, he's I don't know how many season old seasons old he is, but whenever they introduced the whole uh, Eugene plot line, I don't know if that was Terminus or season four or five. I don't know, but he's definitely a newer character. Um, this is where I want to get to my theory. Let me run you by this. Let me run this by you, rather. So, Negan obviously does this eeny, meeny, miny, mo bullshit, but he's not leaving this up to chance. He chose Abraham distinctly because it wasn't like he was going in order 
like eeny, meeny, miny, mo in a circle and everybody goes, all right, you get eeny, then your next meeny. And you know what I mean? He right. just does it at random. So this is not a real game. So he chooses Abraham. And if you remember in season six, the finale, Abraham stands up and volunteers to be killed. Did he? Yeah, he stood up and says, I'll, I'll do it or whatever. And they put him right back on his knees. I don't remember that. I, I distinctly remember it. I've seen it within the past four weeks. I'm, I'm not 100% now that you questioned me. I expected you to be, oh, yeah. No, uh, I'm not questioning you. I just don't remember. It's been, it's been seven or eight months, however long it's been. I mean, it's been right, a while. Of, of course. Um, I, I will say you don't have to go back and, and watch it, but uh, I'm fairly certain that he kind of stood up defiantly um, You know, when they all got captured the first time. And it was like, I'll do it or, or take me. So... That being said, and I, I do believe that to be true, Negan picks him, and that would have been it. Right? But for Daryl. <laughs> but for Daryl fucking everything up, and for Rick because of what Daryl does and what happens to Glenn. So I feel like Negan is a piece of shit, but if they would have just taken it and um, accepted what happened, that would have been the end, and that would have been it, and Glenn would still be alive. So here's what happens. Instead... Um, after Abraham's death, Negan taunts Rosita um, by shoving the bloody bat that he just beat the shit out of her former lover with um, in her face and tells her to look at it. Daryl freaks out and foolishly defends her by jumping up and punching Negan in the face. Uh, of course, this is a mistake because he said specifically nobody moves, so he can't let that shit fly. Uh, so his retribution, he turns around and strikes Glenn uh, a couple times, and yeah, Glenn's death is much more brutal because he's, you know, Abraham could at least talk. Glenn's mumbling, his eyes out of his head, there's blood all over him. Uh, he looks like his skull is starting to cave in. Um, it's just some pretty brutal shit. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I felt like uh, Daryl jumping up and mouthing off I guess it was just a means to an end of giving them a reason to get Daryl as a prisoner, but it just felt stupid to me. Yeah, it, it, did, it was stupid. Like, it just didn't make sense. I don't even know why they would write it that way other than just to get him in the car. Um, and, and Rick mouthing off, like, your son is sitting there. You would think he would he would do whatever he can just to get through that moment. And get away from these people. I mean, to tell him I'm going to kill you, it just felt stupid. Well, it feels like he he was out of control, and Rick Rick only knows how to lash out in aggression. He doesn't. He he guess he doesn't understand that there's other ways. I mean, Michonne, you even see later in the episode, she's like, "We get it, we understand," and um, you know, she doesn't need any more convincing. But you could tell Rick still wanted to kill uh, Negan and had that defiant streak. So anyway, yeah. He actually had a chance to, really. I mean, when he's sitting there holding the axe and he's counting, his face is right there. He could have driven... I mean, sure, they all would have died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that because I have I have something to ask you about that. Um, this just generally, like, why I like scary movies and, is, and especially this show is I always ask myself, what the fuck would I do in this situation? And of course you don't know because you're not in the situation, but you like to think you would know. Um, and I got to tell you, during that situation, I would have drove the axe into my own neck and killed myself because I wouldn't want the responsibility. Uh, but then, you know, that's just me. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay, so 
Glenn just gets killed in front of his fucking wife, his pregnant wife, and everybody else. Um, and we get this like horrible close up of his head, you know, in ruins. And his oh fingers god! And the twitching. worst was as he's walking away with the bat, yeah. and there's flesh hanging off of yep. it. Ugh. I feel like this, this has got to be the most graphic the AMC's ever gone with The Walking Dead. Yes, because it's real people. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Like I've seen, we've seen people get ripped apart, but I feel like it's by like zombies, and that can't really happen in real life. Whereas I can see somebody, you know, you know, a kid on drugs wrapping a baseball bat and barbed wire, and actually doing this in real life. I'm trying to remember how much they actually showed when they put the body in the acid on Breaking Bad. Oh, that's true. But once again, even if they put the body in the acid, I think that body was already dead, right? It was, yeah. So I feel like this is just more graphic in in the violence and the gore. Like it was a violent act and it was gory. I don't know. Something about it was just like, okay, they're gone. They're going another level here. Yeah. Uh, my question is, when is AMC just going to be like, fuck it, we're HBO and we can say fuck, we can show nudity, um, we can do whatever we want. Well, I watched the the Talking Dead after. Oh yeah, yeah, it, I did too. It was, it was live, and they were cursing, and and he finally said, you know what? We all just watched two people get their heads beaten in with a bat. So if you have a problem with the word fuck, then there's something wrong with you. On the live stream, they bleeped that. Did they bleep that on uh, AMC? They, they tried to. They tried to, but a few curse words were still. I mean, you could still tell what they were saying. Oh, absolutely, I could tell even through the live stream, and they just had like silence for like. 10 seconds and I could tell what was going on, but I got plenty to say about the live, uh, the, the walk talking dead rather. Um, but I don't know. I mean, wait, don't they get fined by the FCC for stuff like that? I'm sure, know. but this is the most, the, the highest rated TV show on television right now and has been for a while. Yes. I probably, okay. <laughs> I don't have the we will. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that was a, a, a slight, uh, nod to uh to get you to look it up on wiki no i'm just kidding uh no but i'm fairly certain that it was a this is like the highest rated show like even more so than game of thrones and more people watch the walking dead i like it more than than game of thrones yeah you know we can't all be perfect so i forgive you um (laughs) but uh because game of thrones takes it too far all the time i guess i guess that's a talk for another show yeah that is a talk for another show we'll have you on um Ashamed of Thrones, if you like. Uh, do you keep up with the Game of Thrones? I do. Yeah, I watch. Well, see, Game of Thrones is one that I've quit a few times. Oh, wow. Okay. I've stayed with The Walking Dead all the way, but Game of Thrones, when was it season two when they were trying to kill all of Rob Baratheon's children and they yep. went into the house and stole the, <laughs> the baby away from the prostitute? Yep. No, we I just got through that sickening scene uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah, I was holding my newborn when I watched that scene, yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, that's good. I'm that's done. enough for me." Okay, yep. I get you. Um, yeah, and and once again, we have our problems with that show, which is why it's called uh, Ashamed of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you ever want to be on it, let me know. We can uh, do a, 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 a rehab or rehab. Uh, we need to go in rehab, but a recap of one of the episodes. We're currently in the middle of season two right now. Anyway, uh, moving on. So. Okay. Uh, let's see. We snap back to the present. Rick's on top of the roof. Um, Negan shoots the roof. He runs off the roof of the RV, has the, the, uh, zombie fight that we, uh, were aware of. And, um, yeah, Rick keeps having visions of other friends being murdered by Lucille. Um, eventually 
Rick gets the axe, comes back into the, the RV. They think they come to an understanding. He drives back to the group. Um, but Negan thinks that Rick still doesn't get it and is still being defiant and has this look in his eye like he wants to kill him. So he has guns put to everyone's head and has Carl get in position uh, to get his hand cut off by his own father. And Rick, you know, they do the countdown to three. Rick is just about to kill, or kill, just about to hack off his son's arm when uh, Negan stops it. And he says, you know, you know, I think you, you, you understand now. Um, I felt like this was an obvious allusion to Abraham in the Bible. Now, I'm no Bible, what do they call them? Bible masters? Bible, ner- like, Bibli- I don't know. Bibliophiles? I'm no yeah, bibliophile. Anyway, I don't know the Bible too well, but I do know the story of God telling Abraham to kill his only son, uh, and Abraham was all about it, and God stopped him at the last second. So this is kind of a, p- a perverse, like, um, telling of that, and it, it holds true because basically Negan is Rick's new god now. Uh, he has to obey him and do whatever the fuck he tells him to do because he has no choice. Um, but did you think that uh, he was going to cut off Carl's arm or cut off his hand? Um, yeah, I did. I did too. But the whole the whole scene is just. It's weird to me because they spent the whole episode showing us what a monster this guy is, and then suddenly he's showing mercy, and in more more ways than just stopping him, when he's putting the belt on his arm, he asks him if he's a lefty, as he's tying it on his left arm, and he says no, and he says, oh, okay, good. You know, he could have switched the belt to the right arm to really fuck him over, but he didn't. He's cutting off the left arm, and then he stops it, and it's like... If you're trying to show these people that you have no mercy, this is a strange way to do it by showing mercy. But he's here's the thing is this is he is a form of government. He is laying down rules. He even says, like, you know, the guys at Hilltop, the community they meet, is it's like when the when they come to you, they kill one of their members. Uh just to show you that they mean business. And That's then true. they do this. So <laughs> So I feel like this is this there were rules and I feel like this is why I think Negan was not a good guy but he is kind of he has a weird moral code. He's crazy, but the moral code is I'm going to do this to you to convince you and then you're going to give me all your stuff and we're going to move on with our lives. That those rules cuz he told everybody to just take it were violated when uh Daryl got up and sna- socked him one in the mouth. So, but he, but he still felt like they weren't fully submitting, and that's why he, he felt like everybody else was submitting except for Rick, because Rick said, "I'm going to kill you." But then he still backed down because he got he he felt he convinced Rick because he was Rick was you know like you said the acting was great Rick was screaming like a wounded animal. Um, yes. So I feel but like. I I don't think Rick's convinced. I don't think they're going to lay down. Oh, of course not. Of course they're not going to. Yeah, of course. And that's the resilience of the good guys. After all this, the good guys are going to win. Rick's going to kill Negan. It's just a matter of time. Or at least he's going to cause his downfall and somebody else is going to kill him. Right. There's no doubt in my mind or else, you know, this isn't a real show. You know what I mean? It's The good guys are going to win. Right. It's just they had to pay a heavy price and... Well, I, I was curious if he was going to, because they, they had his face so close to the axe when he was counting. And I was like, is he just going to bury it in Negan's head 
and they're going to have this ding dong, the witch is dead moment, you know, where they drop their guns and they're just happy that the tyrant. Yeah, yeah and like the spell is broken. We can so all be free. That's like the price you pay for watching this show is you keep hoping for, you know, that moment at the end. All right. That's where somebody saves the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what you keep hoping for, but that's not what happens on this show. They did that in, uh, I think it, they've done that in a couple movies. I think uh, Conan the Barbarian, like there's all this sea of people and Conan cuts the head off of James Earl Jones and everybody's just so shocked and almost relieved, I guess, that the tyrant is dead. They didn't think he could be killed, um, that they let him go. Um, but I don't think that would have played here. I, I, I will no. ask you, because I said... I couldn't deal with the stress of that situation. Like, there's no way I'm cutting off my son's hand. Two people I know are already dead. I have no reason to believe this guy will be true to his word. So I'm going to either try to kill him or, better yet, I'd just kill myself. I'd be like, well, I'm going to kill myself, and if he kills everybody else, that's not my responsibility. I mean, and it's not. I mean, this guy is killing people. It's karmically maybe Rick's fault, but it's not his fault that two people got killed. No, I, I totally thought he would do it. I thought he would cut off the arm because if he didn't, he would kill. They would kill Carl anyways. Oh, I know he would, but I'm asking you, what would you do if oh you if you saw two of your friends get killed and you had uh you know a son's arm in your hand and told to cut it off or everybody else is gonna die? First of all, I never would have made it this far. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Me neither. But I'm saying, what if you were in that situation? Yeah, I think I probably would have cut the arm off. God, you're, you're stronger rather, than me. I, I would rather cut my son's arm off than watch him get his brains blown out. Well, I don't know if he would do that because I wouldn't watch it because my my jugular would be severed and I'd be dying very quickly. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't abandon my kid like that. I mean, yeah, if it was just my friend, see ya. I'm out of here. You're on your own. But that's his son. I don't know. I mean, I know, but you have to. You have to live a lifetime knowing that even if you guys get out of everything that you maimed your son like that like he'll never be able to play guitar he could drum he could drum for Def Leppard I don't think yeah right I don't think they have electricity anyway so he could only play acoustic yeah I yeah mean, and acoustic is trash yeah yeah I don't know yeah I I would cut the arm off well, yes, you're a stronger person than me. I, I'm I'm pretty weak when it comes to this stuff. I, I, I don't think I can handle all the stress, but I agree with you. I would have been dead a long time ago, probably first wave. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so um, so he doesn't cut his arm, or he stops Rick. Uh, Carl's arm is fine for now. Uh, Negan explains that he is finally satisfied, likes the look in, terrified look in Rick's face. Looks like he's finally broken, and his group leaves. Um, saying that he will be back in one week to collect, you know, the first offering. Quote I didn't see that coming. I didn't think they were going to leave them. I thought they were going to like the Savior's concentration camp, and it was going to be, you know, that train car all over again. No, I think I, I, I thought they would leave them because I think that I, I was catching on that this was a show, and this is a show they performed several times in the past to other groups, and it's been effective. And these guys basically just want to, you know, sit back and have other people do the work for them. And all they have to do is brutally kill people occasionally like this and put on this show. So I thought they would leave them, and they did. Um, and after the bad guys are gone, Maggie's the only one that's still insistent on fighting. Obviously, she feels guilty because 
they left the safety of Alexandria to get help for her because she had a fever, you know, wasn't doing well. Right. Um, but then, uh, you know, everybody else is like, you know, we, we've got to just go just take this or whatever. Um, do you understand where everybody went? Cause like, it sounded like, um, I, I didn't understand last night. I watched it again today. Uh, and I got it. She wanted to take the body to the hilltop, uh, Glenn's body to the hilltop. And then Sasha said she was going to take Abraham's body to the hilltop Why? because they were going to go separate ways. I don't, well, she, Maggie had to go to the hilltop because she's, yeah, she needs to get help labor or yep. something. But then when Rick said like, you have to let us help you because he's our family too. They, I think they were all going to go to the hilltop. And they'll probably take the RV. Because they, they cut away and they cut away and they showed that like dinner that um, Negan was talking about in the fantasy. Yep. You thought you were all going to grow old together and you see, you know, there's Abraham and Glenn and everybody else on Sunday dinner. Uh, yep. So they didn't show everybody getting to the RV. Obviously, they were loading up bar- bodies, but I'm going to assume they all got in the RV and they're going to go to hilltop, right? I think so, yes. Okay, that's fine, uh, and that's that was, and that was the only part in the show that I actually cried was that that dinner scene. Oh yeah, that was definitely a, a gut punch, like uh, some Disney shit right there. Right, with the kid sitting on his lap, the yep. little boy. Oh uh, yeah, it, yeah. Seeing Glenn's kid, that is pretty fucked up. Yep. All right, and at the end, uh, Rick sees a walker and doesn't do anything. He gets in the car and just goes away. And he, I, I don't know what this is about clearly, but uh, I suspect it's just showing that Rick has lost all fight, uh, and he doesn't kill the walker. He just lets the walker be and moves on. Um, I think it was just like a, that's the least of my worries. Yeah. And also, really, if you think about it, the only, not the only, but the walkers could still hurt. The savior, like the enemy of my enemy, is my friend. Almost. Oh wow, that's very interesting. Oh. I didn't even think about that, but th- you're absolutely right. Um, these guys seem like they're untouchable, but th- you know, a herd of walkers could kill anybody. Like you're, like even these guys aren't safe. Whatever system of government they have going on, where they can prey on these other communities. Um, there are still zom- flesh-eating zombies. Yep. Yeah, and hordes. Yeah, migrating. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're outnumbered, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, after all this excitement, what do you see happening for this season? Oof. Give me a minute. Yeah, or what would you like to see happen? Obviously, we both want uh, Negan to go down this season. I don't want this to be, as much as I like, um, you know, Dean Stanley Morgan, uh, or whatever his name is, I don't Just want to Dean- see... What is I, that? Think Jeff- I think it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, okay. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want him to be around for like multiple seasons. Uh, I don't want this to be something where like Rick and the gang is beaten down um, and just being beaten down more. Uh, I see. Obviously, they're going to be taxed heavily by this new government, uh, and they're going to be low on supplies, and everybody's going to be hungry or not have enough medical supplies, and then you're going to be like, Rick, we need to fight. And Rick's going to be like, no, we can't. Uh, I wonder how many episodes are going to drag that shit out for. Um, I mean, Rick, I don't know which way he's going to go, because he's basically like, like he's not the leader anymore. He's more like the father of all of them. 
And there was this one moment at the end when he was standing with Maggie mm-hmm. and he was like comforting her and telling her like, we're out, we were out here for you and we're still out here for you. And I was thinking about Herschel and how like Herschel took care of his kid and now he's taking care of Herschel's kid and he still has this other baby back in Alexandria and it's, uh, I don't know. You're right. Uh, is it past Rick's time and who would be the new leader? Uh, do you think, uh, I don't know if that'll happen. I really think that Rick's like the main protagonist and they'll carry that all the way through the end. Uh, uh-huh. maybe Carl could replace him eventually, but I don't think Carl's there yet. I don't think Carl, the, the actor doesn't even have it. No. Well, I mean, all, all, yeah. of, all of the other actors were so believable in those scenes. And then every time they would show Carl, he looked like he just had like a blowout and his, you know, he wasn't crying. <laughs> yeah. His hair looked ridiculous. I did notice that when somebody was getting killed, I was like, that kid's hair looks stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when at the end, when they, um, like Negan called him over and said, you know, what's a butt for? And he said, or <laughs> he said, he said something and like Carl just was like, what are you talking about? I don't know, dude. I was like, okay, he doesn't sound scared at all. Like, uh, yeah, right. The actor just isn't pulling his weight. And he's a kid, obviously. He is. And he's so awkward. you got to kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. He just keeps getting taller and skinnier, and his hair keeps getting bigger. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's it for this this episode. Uh, so you didn't like it? Like, I understand you didn't enjoy it, but you, did you think it was a good episode? Oh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it it was hard to watch, but it was obviously intended to be hard to watch. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was it was effective, but not enjoyable. Right. If that answers your question, it does kind of answer my question. But I'm going to force you to put this on a ten point scale uh, by going by up to five with point five. So out of five stars, and you can give us half stars. Compare this to other Walking Dead episodes. What's your rating? And I'm going to go ahead and give this a, I'm going to give it a four and a half. I think this was, uh, I know people are upset by this and I didn't have to wait the six months. Um, but I thought it was effective storytelling and you know, it was terrifying. Uh, the, the actor is great as the villain. Um, I'm trying to think of other great episodes. I really like the raid on the saviors in the, um, satellite tower because, you know, the Rick's group got really brutal. Um, you know, I liked when the farm fell because Rick yeah, got like, to confront Shane. I liked the episode where they found all of the walkers in the barn. Yep. The farm. Yep, that um, was, I don't know if that was the same episode or that's like, you know, that was season or that was the same season, that episode before it, but that was. Yeah. Same but, season, but it ended with them shooting all the walkers. In oh the yeah. Last, and then realizing it was a little girl. Yep. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. And I gave it a 4.5. So that averages out to a 4.0. Go ahead and watch this episode. Um, if you listen to this and didn't watch the episode, I feel bad for you. That's a bad <laughs> move. Uh, I do want to just talk about the Talking Dead real quick. Jesus Christ. Okay. So my just random observations. The first thing they do is they pull out some super fans and they bring some super fans on stage and they bring out this guy that had gauges in his ears, but I guess he removed them. I don't know because of. The producers told him to, or he just did, and his ears look disgusting. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm sick of Yvette Nicole Brown being shoved down our throats. Who? Yvette Nicole Brown. 
Oh, is she the girl uh, that was with the, the super fan? Yeah, from Community. I loved her on Community, hate her on The Talking Dead, and they keep bringing her on. And she usually has a notebook. Oh, I, I don't watch The Talking Dead. This is new for me. Oh, she's off. She, I, I, I don't dig her. Why? What, what does she do? She has a notebook and she just, does she like rob the air out of the room? Does she talk the entire time like I do? She does, yeah. She's like, she, like remember the worst classes in college where one person would pick apart everything yeah. and and it, it's just she has her notebook and she goes through every little thing in the episode and i think this was with this and this was with this and this was with this and it's like get to the sneak peek of the next episode <laughs> shut up stop talking yeah uh another... she's, on, she's on all the time okay well i'm not gonna watch this ever again so that's fine uh or at least the talking dead um, Chris Hardwick, you know, he's, uh, I got to give it to him because my next observation is that Jesus Christ, these people that we think we know in the show are fucking actors and they're fucking pussies and they're pieces of shit. Uh, as soon as a light rain starts falling, they just couldn't deal with it. They kept saying Chris Hardwick would ask him questions and they'd be like, well, what I was trying to, oh man, this, it's really raining. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Chris Hart was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, it never rains in California; it's a drought." But anyway, as you were saying, what's going on with you know? Uh, how did you feel there when you filmed the thing? And you know, everybody was like, oh, "It's it's really, I just can't deal with this rain. It's it's coming down." I'm like, Jesus Christ! These must these people must have been horrible to film with. Yeah, just like but these. They, they film in like rural Georgia with mosquitoes and. and I understand that they were on their knees probably for five days straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like horrible working conditions, but at the same time, you're a fucking actor. You're getting paid a lot of money to play pretend. And I understand it's a lot of work, but it's not It's not like physical labor. I don't know. I just don't. I have little sympathy for actors. Uh, I, I agree that like some of them are really talented, but um, it's just like an athlete. You're getting paid to play a game. Uh, yeah. So I really can't be too sympathetic for you. Um, but they were just being real annoying. And it was raining pretty hard there towards the end, but I just couldn't do that. With. Uh, Gerald? It was nice to see them get upset about, you know, lo- losing characters. They actually care about the show. Oh, I love seeing Glenn get teared up when they did yeah. his, like, in memoriam. Mm-hmm. He seemed real as fuck. Uh, Daryl, Norman Reedus seemed real as fuck, and he was drunk as fuck. Did he was. That? He was, but he strikes me as someone with a little social anxiety who has a hard time getting up on a stage in front of 2,000 people. So Yeah, have- and, I, and I have a feeling he, yeah. I mean... They joke about making his character gay in the show, but like, if he's liked by women that much, um, I don't know how you still have social anxiety. Uh, I don't know. You know he has a child with Helena Christensen? I don't know who that is. Was she on All the My super, Children? or The supermodel from the 90s? Oh, no. I don't know. Google her. Oh, well, Go even, but, but the thing is, is, I don't care how much of a supermodel she was, I don't know how you stay monogamous when literally hundreds of thousands of women would sleep with you at a drop of a hat, but that's just oh, me. They're, yeah, they're not together anymore. Oh, well, obviously. But uh, it just seems like uh, he, I don't know. He, yeah, I agree with you. He probably does have some anxiety, but he was slurring his speech. He had a drink on stage. Um, you know, it was, he dropped his phone. He did, yeah. <laughs> he was drunk as shit, and everybody else, you could see the other actors were just kind of dealing with it, and uh, I found this fascinating. I don't know. This this episode of Talking Dead is the only one I'll watch because this is pretty great. Okay. And then uh, all the British actors finding out that everybody on the cast, except for like two people are British, was yeah. a little shocking. Yeah. Like, seeing, I knew uh, Rick was British. 
didn't know Maggie. And I think, I don't know if it's Michonne or somebody else. Somebody else was British. Michonne, was like, yeah, Michonne has an accent. And I was just like, God damn it, all these fucking British people. What the hell? Yeah, but Abraham will forever be the guy who took Brenda Walsh to prom, to me. Oh, my God. He was in... Um, Not yet. 90210. 90210? All-star who took Brenda to, to prom. Okay, I got to I gotta admit, I'm not... I don't remember 90210 too well. I didn't watch it on a regular basis, but I, I definitely saw some episodes... And I don't think we can be friends anymore. What? I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. Uh, I got what I needed out of you with this episode. Okay. So that's great. Um, okay, so let's just wrap it up there. Um, so you're you're going to watch next week. Of course. You're, you're in it to win it now. I am. I am. Okay, well, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I just bought the entire season on iTunes, so it better be good. But I will what's say... They kill, what, what's the baby's name? Oh, Judith. Yeah, Judith. If, if Judith gets it, you're done. I'll quit watching. I'll, I'll be done then. Um, I don't know. I, I it's here's the thing is like, she. I, I agree with you, but like, I feel like everyone would pay the price to keep her alive, and I think they should. Do you know what I mean by that? I can see like, uh, her life being in danger because it's really not. It's very impractical to have a child nowadays, <laughs> but like having a child when like you could be on the run in the screaming of the baby, you know, this it's worse than being in an attic in Nazi Germany. Like, obviously that's real life and this is fictional, but still like you can't have a small child in this world. Like, it's just crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. If the, if the baby dies, I will be out. Yeah. That'd be, a, that'd be a bridge too far. And that's when AMC says, fuck it, we're HBO. You think so? Yes. Eh, maybe. I don't think it'll happen. I think I think The Walking Dead is still a safe show um, for all all that it does. Um, I think it just pushes the boundaries with the gore and the curse words, um, but I don't think they're going to do anything like that. I hope not. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for being on, Lynn. You're welcome, Doug. <sighs> Thank you for calling me by my appropriate name. And um, <laughs> this was the first episode. Uh, we might have uh, more guests next week if they don't call out. Um, we'll see. And um, if there's nothing else, I guess I will sign off. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Lynn, for being on. And I guess we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Yes, please swear. Okay.